Welcome to Radio KBPV, Tales of Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village, a podcast about the history of southwestern Alberta, presented by Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village of Pincher Creek, a museum complex that documents the stories of Western Canada's agricultural settlement through the preservation of local buildings and artifacts among a six-acre park. Pincher Creek is a town of 3,700 souls in a vast rural trading area of some 3,000 rural dwellers. A vibrant region of rolling prairie, foothills, the Rocky Mountains, the Pecani First Nation, Waterton Lakes National Park, the Crow's Nest Pass, and the Upper River Watershed of the South Saskatchewan River Basin. Join us in this podcast where we present walking tours of our buildings and hear the stories of the farmers, townsmen, cowboys, mounties, pioneer women, politicians, chroniclers, miners, railroaders, and so many other significant histories of this particular corner of Canada. The Hudson's Bay Company Post. One of the oldest corporations on the planet was organized in 1670 to capitalize on the fur trade in which beaver pelts and other small furs were in high demand to the European clothing and fashion industry. Along the way, the old company has become an institution heavily responsible for the way the map of Canada is shaped today. Founded by a London board of directors and chartered by Charles II of England in 1670, the HBC was granted land and monopoly trading rights by royal proclamation. As an English bulwark against the French colonial presence of New France in Quebec. The land grant encompassed an area spanning across the Hudson's Bay drainage basin from Labrador to the Rocky Mountains. This expanse was known for two centuries as Rupert's Land, after Prince Rupert, the HBC's first chairman. The current Pincher Creek region, along with the St. Mary's River Basin jutting into Montana, comprised the far southwestern corner of Rupert's Land. The HBC's presence became known to the indigenous Nisitapi, or the Blackfoot Confederacy, as its Cree middlemen voyaged inland to trade goods for furs along the North Saskatchewan River. That business contact was followed by the presence of Hudson's Bay Company explorers, such as Anthony Henday, who met and reported meeting the Blackfoot in 1754 in the region of the upper Red Deer River, near what is known today as Delburn, Alberta. In 1792, an HBC surveyor named Peter Fiddler traveled to the upper Old Man River region from Buckingham House on the North Saskatchewan, near what is today Elk Point, Alberta. Despite this early contact, the old company's physical presence in the region was minimal for several decades. Peter Fiddler returned to establish Chesterfield House, which was near Empress, Alberta, on the South Saskatchewan River in 1800, and he was followed there by the rival Northwest Company who also built a post. Fiddler and his competitors came no closer to Nisitapi territory to trade, though David Thompson visited the Pecani in the Highwood area as a member of the Northwest Company, while traveling over the mountains to trade in the Columbia River and connect with the Oregon country. In 1806, contact by the Lewis and Clark expedition from the United States with the Pecani Nation near the town of Cutbank, Montana, brought violent deaths, causing the Nitsitapi to close their territory to European presence on the plains for three decades. 
The HPC abandoned all of its southern posts, trading with the Blackfeet in the safety of permanent posts at Rocky Mountain House and Fort Edmonton when traveling bands happened to buy there. The establishment of Fort Union by the American Fur Company on the Missouri River, near what is today Williston, North Dakota, and movements up the Missouri River by white traders in the late 1830s prompted the HBC to open the Pagan Post, which is today near Cochrane, Alberta, as a response. Both companies stayed on safe ground, respectively, to the north and south, depending on erratic movements of buffalo herds, doing business with the Blackfoot Confederacy whenever chance movements brought the tribes into their sway. Eventually, the competition caused the Hudson's Bay Company to close Pegan Post, and they dealt with the Nitsitapi from the more northerly forts. The Métis. Besides business and exploratory pursuits, and ultimately colonial expansion, the fur trade had a permanent impact on the cultural life of the First Nation, most notably the evolution of the Métis people as a recognized distinct society. The Métis were born of the fur trade as the product of interracial relationships between the English, Scots and French, and later American fur traders and laborers, and women of the First Nations in which the fur trade had business contacts and familial relationships. In addition, Iroquois and Cree voyageurs of the East were among the fur brigades, intermingling with the First Nations of the West, creating new traditions, cultures and furthering Aboriginal trade. Several components of Métis history are represented in Pitcher Creek's vibrant past. Métis travel and settlement in the area predated the community by several decades. As Red River cart brigades traveled into the area while hunting buffalo or freighting goods through the Rocky Mountains to posts in the Columbia Basin. Many American and Canadian liquor traders set, started setting up independent posts in the area utilized Métis labor in construction in the trade itself. Among such traders were the iconic John Kootenay Brown, a British adventurer who married Olivia Leonese, the daughter of a nomadic Métis family. Brown later settled with his Métis family in the area that he later worked to have designated as Waterton Lakes National Park. Other mixed blood families stemming from the trade included the Gladstones, the Leblancs, the Lees, Healy's, Provosts and Vales, among the notable names. Many Métis settlers made their home in our region with the founding of Pitcher Creek in 1878, some working as scouts, interpreters or herdsmen with the Northwest Mounted Police or with the Federal Indian Department. Others worked on local open-range ranches until finally obtaining their own homesteads or ranches, creating a vibrant Métis community along the Old Man River at the French Flats at Cowley and in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains. Some of these families included the Charles Jughandle Smith family, as well as the Brule, the Rivieres, and the Scott families, among many, many others. The 1885 Northwest Rebellion on the North and South Saskatchewan rivers impacted another burst of Métis population growth, as refugees from the scenes of the fighting relocated to Pincher Creek. The high Métis presence also attracted the attention of the legendary Oblate priest, Father Albert Lacombe, an Ojibwe Métis himself, who established the St. Michael's Parish in 1885 in a log church on the south hill of Pincher Creek. Lacombe's mission grew over time to establish a larger church presence on the south hill, and St. Michael's Parish remains a vital presence in Pincher Creek's makeup. 
The French-speaking Métis also attracted others from Canada's Francophone community, from Quebec and Acadian families from New Brunswick, including Merchant Timothy Labelle and the Sear family, who were motivated to settle in southwestern Alberta. Now, what of the Hudson Bay Company's business presence in Pincher Creek? Well, despite its iconic status as Canada's oldest corporation and its role in the national history, the Hudson's Bay Company took its time to become an influential presence in southern Alberta. That changed gradually as the Dominion of Canada created a new nation. Prospectors failing to find gold in the area switched their focus to trading with the Blood, Pecani, and Siksika into the Old Man River Country and Milk River Ridge and Cypress Hills regions. A fresh market for buffalo leather in post-Civil War industry renewed the fur trade after 1869, with overland connections with the steamboat port of Fort Benton, Montana on the Missouri River. American free traders backed by Fort Benton merchants opened a network of forts in the region with free-flowing whiskey and violence as well. That became known as Whoop-Up Country after the large depot of the same name was built near Lethbridge, Alberta that supplied the trade. The American incursions coincided with the HBC's surrender of its Rupert's Land holding in 1870, absorbing that vast tract into the nation of Canada. Without their monopoly, the HBC in the north were cut off from the Nisitapi trade by the Montanans. With the testimony of missionaries, the HBC complained to the Canadian government of the lawless whiskey trade. In response, the Northwest Mounted Police established national sovereignty in 1874. Free traders were replaced by a modern business presence, still represented by the Benton merchants. But the HBC also moved in, establishing a store at Calgary in 1875 and in Fort McLeod shortly after. Discharged Mountie James Schofield and businessman Henry Ernest Hyde established Pincher Creek's first mercantile store in 1883 to serve the ranching community. In 1886, the Hudson's Bay Company purchased the assets of Schofield and Hyde, and in 1892 also purchased the Montana firm of I.G. Baker & Company that had dominated regional business for 20 years. With that sale, the Hudson's Bay Company finally had a foothold in southern Alberta commerce, though its monopoly days were long past. A thrifty business was built in the old Schofield Hyden location on Main Street, and in 1890, the HBC built a new complex at the corner of Police Avenue and Main Street in Pincher Creek, which is the site of today of the current provincial building. There, the company aggressively competed with local merchants amidst the post-1900 boom in real estate, agricultural, and ranching and railway expansion. Unfortunately, the HBC store was destroyed in 1913 in a disastrous fire of unknown origin that began inside its own complex. Strong winds carried the flames across the street, burning down a large livery stable and threatening several surrounding buildings. As the First World War advanced, coinciding with economic downturns, that fire put an end to the HBC's quarter century of business vigor on the main street in Pincher Creek. Throughout the 20th century, the Hudson's Bay Company has built a department store presence in Canadian cities and also operated the high-volume retailer Zellers from 1978 to 2013. Hudson Bay stores still thrive as an upscale, urban fashion-oriented business. 
The Hudson's Bay Company itself left the fur trade in 1989 after more than 300 years by selling its northern stores. But those stores reopened as an employee-owned company with the familiar historic name of the Northwest Company. Thank you for listening to Tales of Kootenai Brown Pioneer Village. This episode was researched and written by historians Farley Wood and Gord Tolton. This podcast is recorded and engineered by Gord Tolton. Episodes can be found at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or any other podcatcher. Visit our website at www.kootenaybrown.ca. Kootenai is spelled K-O-O-T-E-N-A-I. Also, visit and join our pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for more information on our museum or even better, visit us at 1037 Beverly McLaughlin Drive in beautiful Pincher Creek, Alberta.